Hello, this is William Hong, and it is Delster time. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Celtic Time Podcast. It's your boy, Ricky, a.k.a. Dick Chuck, a.k.a. the man behind the can at Celtic Time Official. Here is always with my conversation accomplice, the man with the hunch about Worcester, Travis. What is cracking, Fizzle Fiends? Welcome back to the Seltzer Time Podcast. And as always, thanks for joining us. This week on the show, we are talking to Vanessa and Casey White of Jaju Pierogi. But before we get there, y'all know what we have to do. Hey, Ricky. How was your week, buddy? What up? Um, my week was pretty solid. I packaged a billion things for Worcesterwares, and I ran around in your shorts. Ran around in my shorts. Yeah, I had to start wearing basketball shorts. To I work, like how you have the wild the travel wear and then the the in shop wear. Yeah, well, it like snowed out the other day, so I had to wear boots to walk from where I park my car down to the store. But I'm not a boot guy, so I don't. I'm not gonna like walk around all day in boots. So I brought the boat shoes for that. <laughs> Plus, it's like nine thousand degrees in that store. Is it really that hot in there? Yeah, it's so hot. It's insanely, insanely hot. Um, but yeah, no, it was good. It was good. So I did that, and then what else did I do? That was uh. I feel like that's like pretty much all I did was just work a lot last week. Snow blood when it snowed out. And um, that's it, man. Just getting ready for, for the basketball season to start the 23rd yeah. NBA. Yeah. It feels like they just, just stopped playing last week. Yeah. Oh, wait. Actually, before we get too far in, I just want to give a quick shout out to my dude, Alex Turjan, I think I'm saying it correctly, um, shot me a super nice DM on Facebook about how he likes the show. He's uh, living and working in DC. So, hey, Alex, thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks, man. That's really awesome. Yeah, it, was, it was great. But yeah, I'm um, pretty sure that's that's like all I did last week. There's just a lot of, oh, dude, Jess got me the burger from Dead Horse for lunch on one of the days that I was there. I don't remember. Yeah. Crazy crazy good was it really that good yeah man, it was amazing it was absolutely incredible and then what made it so amazing like what was what just made that burger everything. stand out <laughs> every everything it was like i'm not a fan of when places do burgers that are like so full of things that it's not even enjoyable and you're just like covered in gross juices and stuff <laughs> that's like not that's like not how i like to eat burgers um and this burger was just the perfect, the perfect burger. It was, it's fantastic. A little bit of bacon, a little bit of secret sauce, pickles, lettuce, not even tomato. I don't remember. It was really good. So shout out that burger. Yeah. And then new tradition just dropped a whole bunch of new stuff too. Got a new t-shirt, new long sleeve, new diner mugs, which I just saw this morning. Which I'm pretty excited about. Dope. I have not seen the new stuff yet. I'll have to go check that out. It's pretty rad. New hats. How uh how are you, man? How are you? Good. 
busy. Same. It feels like I've had my, I've been in front of this computer more than anything else per usual. Um, last week, uh, got a couple new projects in still early days, just signing contracts and that stuff. Got to talk about a potential new mural project. That was pretty cool. What? It's the kind of thing that like, once you do one, you start opening up the doors to, you know, the possibility of doing more, whether that's a mural or whether that's any kind of project you want to be proficient on. So yeah. it just takes the one, like I'm getting new beer label projects. I love beer label design. That's awesome. So I'm not the most, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of beer. The yeah. label design is so fun because it's like a, it's like a modern day album design. Hell yeah. I mean, that's what I'm here for, right? Like, like you, you design the beer cans and then I just drink all of them. You're my, uh, you're my target audience. You know what I mean? I need that's to it. know which ones you're going to appeal to or which ones appeal to you. <laughs> there um, you go. Yeah. And I was jamming out a lot to the Aesop Rock uh, Spirit World Field Guide. This is a new album that came out back in November. I just oh. really got my, everybody's uh, top, whatever Spotify stuff came out and Aesop yeah. was at the top of my list. And I'm like, oh, I haven't checked Aesop in a minute. And it turns out that it came out. So I was jamming out to that. My Spotify wrapped uh, is my, is my, uh, my Stoke today. Yeah. So I'll be talking about that more later. Wait for that. And then <laughs> um, last week we had to work. So Rocket is my, or our 10 pound little terrier chihuahua mix. And he has a bum paw. He woke mm. up and he just, something, I don't know what the hell he did to it, but he's been favoring his right front paw. So I've been trying to like feed pain meds. We went and saw the vet and the vet gave him pain meds. Didn't say it's a break. Didn't say it's anything like that. So we don't have any idea what the hell this thing is, but it's like trying to get a 10 year, 10 pound dog to just chill out and not run around. And like the pain <laughs> meds are kicking in. So he's feeling better, but I'm like, dude, you're going to mess this up. Oh, that was my week was arguing with the dog. No, could be worse. Well, I mean, yeah, facts. <laughs> but yeah, so mostly that and I don't know. We're super, super pumped. Thank you, everybody that pre-ordered some merch. Um, that oh, was yeah. really freaking cool that how many people, you know, stepped up and helped us get that order in. You know, it helps us get make sure that we're getting sizes for the people and also make sure that, you know, this money doesn't all come out of our pocket and we take a little bit less of a risk and y'all help out and we kind of, you know, give you a deal because yeah. of it that's super awesome so we really yeah, appreciate yeah, yeah, that yeah. and then we will have shirts those same shirts for sale on the website as soon as they come in um these are all without doxing anybody these are all the orders that i have to send out so not a bad thing super super pumped not a bad thing does anyone else isn't a bad thing pierogies big pierogi guys over here yeah, so let's uh, let's throw it over to Jaju because we had an awesome conversation with those ladies. What yeah. is cracking, Fizzle Fiends? This week on the show, we are talking to Vanessa and Casey White of Jaju Pierogi. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies. Thanks for having us. Thanks. <laughs> so we uh, we talked a little bit before the show, but it felt very fitting to have you guys on now because Christmas time to me is pierogi season, and you guys saying that you're very busy this December. Yeah, that's Sorry, that wasn't really a question. You guys, so you have a bunch December of events coming? So December is a time where Vanessa and I kind of go, okay, we're going to be eating like granola bars and maybe a few spoonfuls of peanut butter and a lot of seltzer water and maybe yeah. a beer. 
that's yeah, literally my diet. So yeah, pierogi and pierogi and pierogi. Yeah, sure. well, like the I I always eat like the wounded soldiers, the ones that get torn open in the boiler, and I eat those ones. But yeah, and I like hand off my dogs. It's like a ritual. I hand off my dogs to my parents for like three weeks. I'm like, I can't, I can't even do this right now, uh, because it's just really like. And every year, it, it's like a different perspective from the year before. So, for example, like pre-COVID, we were probably making, I looked actually at our Instagram post from last, the last, last year, the, year, the week before Christmas. So, um, like the final full week run up, I think last year we finished our events, like on the Friday, Saturday before Christmas. Um, and I think that week, we said we made 17,000 pierogies for the week, and it was like, this crazy accomplishment that we thought we could never do. And then like now we're regularly making at least 25 in like four days, 25,000 in like four days. So every year we get our asses kicked in a different way, like at a different scale. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, you just keep setting year, up for a bigger so. boot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and another kick in the dupa. Yeah, right in the dupa. <laughs> Which I just learned what that was. Yeah, exactly. So, that's super impressive. So, um, yeah, that's so really, it's, and it's funny, like, I was just, she was away last week, and it was the first week of December, and it was, it felt crazy, but it also was like, mm, like, our, our pickup spots are like, a little bit on the slower side, and I always have to remind myself that like, it feels reasonable right now, but humanity in general are procrastinators yeah right uh, yes yes they so, are <laughs> and also it's, and it's also interesting too like so we have all the individuals pick up spots but our distributors now are aware that pierogi is huge during christmas so they're like what discounts can we run and oh we're gonna stock up so like you're managing both the individuals in the stores and the distributors that are like okay we're gonna do 350 cases can you get them next week and we're like well, we're finishing this wholesale for this week and it's not a bad problem to have, but it's like, holy fuck. <laughs> That's yeah. fast growth. That's fast growth. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and like, we, it's funny too. Like I went away for a week and you never know. Right. So like some, some weeks are like less than others. And so you're trying to build inventory, but you never really know. So you can book a trip, you know, four months prior and then as the week is coming you're like oh no 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 like we're down one man like here we go so there's never a good time and we always try to build inventory but never really works out that way in the sense that like it just gets gets wiped out pretty much within if we try to build it like one week the next week it's gone so which is again not a bad problem to have but uh yeah so that's incredible that the demand is so high for something that started out, I imagine was a passion project. Like the two of you just kind of started making pierogies with your grandfather. It sounds like from the website. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just laughing. It's always like we came at it from two different perspectives. And when we started it, we, I don't think either of us ever like had any vision or uh, imagined what it would become. I mean, I don't think either of us started it being like, I want to quit my job and make pierogies for my dad. <laughs> um, but it was, Who wouldn't? yeah. Right. Um, so like growing up, we had the family business in Western mass and like, I always 
like personally, I don't know if you did, but I was like, someone's going to have to take this over at some point. Obviously, as you like went into your career, you're like, I really don't want to <laughs> move back to Aguam and take over the Polish deli. But um, and so, <laughs> like we started it because we felt, I felt like a uh, responsibility to family legacy. And also we saw a huge opportunity in the market because no one was making them to distribute. But so my, my, my perspective was like the legacy part. Um, yeah. and I've never personally, like I studied languages and international relations and I was in like international, like working for like international companies and never envisioned that I would have my own business. That just wasn't really, I was kind of like, I'll just be some CEO of some international company at some point in my life. Uh, just, you know. yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I know. I, 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 we're both overachievers in life. Like just like in the sense that we're like, I mean, I'm super type A. So like, that's what I was just going to be like, that's what I'm going for. Like, you know, and oh, so yeah. I'm making progress. Yeah. Stuff. And I went, I went to Bentley. So I went to business school. So I kind of had like that mindset, like, okay, like I want to, I want to, I want to do my own business. I actually always wanted to have my own restaurant. And now that I've done this, I can like check that off the list. <laughs> like, that's awesome. I'm happy we did this for sure. But I'm like, okay, I can do it when I'm done. Like our uncle who took over my grandfather, our grandfather's store has three food businesses. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like, I have no idea how he does that. Like now that we have one, I'm like, how do you mentally handle all of this? I have like so much respect for him now, but that being said, I always wanted to own like a business food particularly. So that was exciting. But like she said, the opportunity was there. So we, we always had our grandfather's pierogi. Like my mom would bring it to us at college and our friends would be like, yo, where'd you get those? And so we'd be like, well, the local, like our grandfather's deli, like you've never had handmade pierogi. And they're like, I literally can't get them anywhere. So then we like started thinking more and more about it. And she, Vanessa's five years older than me. So we had like different phases of life. But at that point, we were both out of school. So we had, the, we had more of like an opportunity to kind of test it out. So we did. Yeah. But honestly, like we always get asked the question, like, whose idea was it? And it kind of like, we don't really remember. Like it was kind of just like a conversation. <laughs> it was a conversation for many years. Like, yeah. So, it yeah. was like, we should, cause when we started having this conversation with our roommates and stuff, it was in school or like out of school. And it was like a good five years that passed that we were like, ha ha, we should do this. And we're like, someone's definitely going to do this because it was like that moment of like the foodie revolution. Mm -hmm. So it was like for us, like an obvious thing that was missing and it is intimidating to start a new business and like a food business. It like, I just feel like there's the documentation is very confusing in online and everything. And it, once you're in it now, it's like, Oh gosh, it's like everything makes sense. For some yeah. Reason. Hell yeah. Or like the lack of making sense makes sense or whatever. Yeah. So but, like, <laughs> I understand like, so I did a little bit of a food business. I, I, met you guys at three cross. Um, and that's where I first came in, but those barriers to entry that they put in, like when you go through them, you're like, damn it. What, why do I have to do all this stuff? This sucks. But when you're through it all, you're like, Oh, they do that to make sure that the idiots that won't do that won't actually serve food. Cause they're probably going to get people sick. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, or those idiots like don't want to put in that work. So let's just feed them out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that's a self-serving system. Yeah. 
And then you start to understand like what they're really looking for and what like those, like the 10 things that they're going to ask you about are. Um, so like we get approached a lot by people who are looking to start a wholesale business or even start a food business in general. And it's like, you know, those like 10 things, like someone be like, I'm looking to turn my bakery, get a wholesale permit for my bakery. Like I have people who want to buy my products. I'm like, okay, well, they're going to ask you about your ceilings. They're going to want to make sure everything is easily washable. They're going to make sure like if you're sharing it, it's going to be all these things that are like, we've gone through this process multiple times now. So we know like the inspectors and what they're really nerdy about. Um, but yeah. But it's interesting how many people too, like don't know what they need to have. And they just like go with it. Like they're like, Oh, I want, Oh, I do. I make cookies in my house, which you can actually do legally if you get permitted. But then there's other products that they're like, I've actually, like I was talking to a girl in New Zealand actually who found us on Instagram, which was pretty cool. And um, she was like, yeah, after COVID hit, I moved back home. And I'm like, I, we could never do that. Even if we're scale, like we're making that little progy, like that's not legal here, but it's like funny. Like there's just so many different. And like, I remember the first year, like a lot of the taxes, like we get like these, you know, these envelopes, like you didn't pay this. And I'm like, well, how was I supposed to know? Like, Like, how was I supposed to learn that? I guess this is the only way. Um, So it's just, that's interesting. It really is. That's awesome. How many people work for you guys? Like I see on your Instagram, it looks like there's like a handful. Yeah. So we have um, a few people plus we have, we have like what five, we're working like five or six people normally. And then we have our MVP Helga, who's our pierogi machine. <laughs> she so. is oh, the, the, an actual machine. Yeah, we may. Yeah. So uh, like, I thought it was like a person. I was like, no, 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 I'm sorry. I did too. No, 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 totally cool. Machine. Um, was it two and a half years ago? I think yeah. we started working August with it. August yeah. 2018. So yeah, two and a half years. So two and a half years ago. So we were like making them by hand in four. So like I was using the dough sheeter and she was the boiler and we had two girls two on the other side of the table and we would go all day and pinch. And we were like maxing out at, at like around 8,000 yeah. a week. And we, it was just one of those things where it was like a lot to ask of the employees and the staff, because if you like, someone was off, someone was sick, someone was in a bad mood, whatever, it didn't matter. Like you had to start like knocking things off of like, okay, I can't take that many here. That person's not getting their order, like whatever. And so we researched it and we got a uh, dumpling machine. And the one that we got, it's pretty standard in like the dumpling industry, I would say, but we didn't have to change our recipes or anything. So we feel like, our product is, I mean, no one's ever, no one's said, ever anything. said anything, which was the scariest thing initially being like, okay, we're moving to math, like mass production, I guess what they think it is. Um, but even like the 8,000, right. There gets a point where like, okay, I'm going to only make X amount of money. Like that's also like the big part of it, right. You're like, okay, you have to invest in this machine. That's X amount of money, but like 8,000 times, it's very simple math. And you're like, okay, five years from now, like this is never going to be. It's, it's that or get a bunch of bobshies and chain them to tables. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Wait, what's a, what's a bobshie? Uh, somebody's grandmother. grandmother. Oh yeah. yeah. Bob- <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you like get a bunch of, of these, Some of these businesses, like maybe Millie, a couple of chuchis, like Millie's, or there's also Brogy Queen out of Enfield. They say still that theirs are all handmade, and I'm like, you've got to have like a bunch of bobshies. They do. Just they caged do. Up. Millie's not caged. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Like, aggressively like, yeah. enforced it's, how are you doing this i don't know yeah. so millie's at the that like all right i hope people that are listening to the show have actually had a pierogi because we've talked a lot about them without actually describing what they are but for yeah. anybody that doesn't actually know what they are which is crazy to me it's a piece of it's like dough it's a little pastry looks like a ravioli or a dumpling depending on who you ask and it's filled with potato um usually potato cheese could be filled with capusta uh, uh cabbage yeah. or um <laughs> some other random stuff, goat cheese sometimes. Like there's there's lots of different ways you can fill them. They are one of the most labor intensive things I've ever made. My grandmother used to make them and she would roll them out in sheets and you never just make them for like a night because that's stupid. You always make them by like they're describing by the ass load because you freeze them and there's just ass no load. reason to do all that work for nothing. So she would roll out in a night 400 to 500 pierogies and then people would come knocking on the door and you know take the pierogies off. And so that's where I learned to make them and I've made them, but I kind of like, I butchered mine and I made like nacho cheese ones and stupid American okay. versions. You guys it's keep funny. it very traditional. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's we, we, mix. we mix and like, it's funny. Cause our grandfather had, so our grandfather made the potato and cheese, the kielbasa red pepper, which a lot of people go, that's not traditional. And we're like, well, that's what our grandfather made. And kielbasa is Polish sausage. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we do like the spinach and feta, sweet potato, caramelized onion. Those two were kind of what we thought of. And then jalapeno cheddar, which kills it at the breweries for sure. I'm sure. That sounds it's, so good. It's uh, even like a broccoli and cheese I always thought was like super good. Literally anything that you would put in a baked potato tastes amazing in a pierogi. Right. Yeah. Or we, when we would get really, so we would do in the past, we would do a lot more monthly specials because we had the capacity to do it and it was a good marketing thing to do. And we do it when we can still, um, but we just kind of thought like anything that you can put like in, I mean, there's a dump, every culture has its dumpling as we always say. So anything you can put like between bread or like, you know, we like one of our fan favorites is buffalo chicken pierogi. Um, but really like we've made, we've made Reuben pierogi, we've made cheeseburger pierogi, we've made uh, cordon bleu pierogi we made that at one yeah, point like yeah and so like all those like we there's so many opportunities to think it's just taking from other cultures and stuffing inside the dough and like <laughs> buffalo chicken right like it's literally shredded chicken frank's red sauce and blue cheese three ingredients and people go crazy because people love buffalo chicken but it's like so simple and like we say too like we're not chefs, like we're entrepreneurs. So we, we, we've never really been like, oh, we want to cook and we want to try this and that. Like we work with some chef people that are very, like, that are very much chefs and we don't really think like that, but we do think of like, okay, what do people like? Yeah. What are we eating? And so that's why when people go, oh, how'd you make this? It's like our, our ingredients list on, on any of our packages are very like straightforward, simple. We don't use much because we just want to like, Crank them out, you know. We want, but, we want it to be clean. I mean, I mean, we definitely want it to be something. Like she said, like stuff people like. Real right? food. Yeah, exactly. So we we do our specials. We do a lot of stuff with bacon, for example, because people love bacon. <laughs> and turns like, out. Yeah, it turns out. Um, but yeah, so 
So that's kind of the idea behind our pierogies. But I agree, you can like really put anything inside of them. They're little vehicles of deliciousness. Exactly. <laughs> pillows, pillows of deliciousness. And I'm I'm sure most people have only had like Mrs. T's or any of like the big batch frozen ones because that's what I grew up. Like after grandma would stop making them, we would buy the shitty frozen ones and they would just pale in comparison. They were never as good. So I'm I don't think I've you. ever had a pierogi until I had yours. So <laughs> yeah, like, pro- yeah pierogi is like a whole new world for me. Yeah. I yeah. Had, yeah, we had a Mrs. T for the first time like yeah. six or seven months ago because I was like, I should probably try this. <laughs> yeah, so small. And I'm like, oh dear God. Yeah. Like, I mean, we always say that they serve a purpose, right? Like it, it, they, if you have a craving, you can buy Mrs. T's. Like personally, I don't think their dough is that bad, but their <laughs> stuffing is like cardboard. It's not great. It's but very it's like it's instant potato. It tastes like to me. Potato flakes. Potato flakes. Yeah, basically. Yeah. That's gross. <laughs> um, but what is it like? Twenty four for like two ninety nine or three ninety nine. Like so, we always say like our business goal is to grow and sell our business uh, to someone fancy like Nestle. Actually, someone messaged us yesterday on Facebook and was like. I love your brand. Like I'm a brand builder. I don't know. It was like half marketing pitch, I think. But they're like, check out the RX bar story with, Kel- yeah, with Kellogg. Was, and I was like, was I'm story. very complimented that you think that we're RX bar. And like, <laughs> but like, already been sold. They, yeah, they sold their business for like $600 million in three years. And like, we're a little bit past three years, but you know, we can hope. But, but, um, but what's going yeah. on that, like the $2.99, right? For like 24, it, it's really hard when you, approach these larger chains too to get our products in there because we're a specialty item but like yeah we approached Wegmans and like I he wouldn't he could not understand he tried it he's like it was the best pierogi I've ever had but he still was like if you can't hit this price point and we're like we can't hit that price point you want like, yeah. to cut it in half and, and it's just like that's the that's the hard thing and I think that will be one of the harder things um, as we grow is yes, they like the product, but to, to get them to buy into the price point, because people will pay the premium price for sure. But that being said, as we like leave new England, our brand, obviously, which will help with the national shipping because we're, we're pushing our, our marketing and getting people to figure out that we're shipping and here we are on Facebook and all that. But like, that's the hardest part, I think for the next few years is really like getting people to try it and understand because once they try it, they'll definitely understand, but you have to get, get, get there. And COVID has kind of been tricky with like sampling and stuff. That's a, yeah. a no go right now. <laughs> well, I imagine. Yeah. Cause you guys were doing the whole, like, I don't want to call it like a brewery circuit, but like, I feel like you guys were always popping up yeah. every weekend. Basically. And it was, it was so important. I mean, we're, I think we're both really grateful for, and, and ha- like in retrospect, it's like just happy that we went that route. Um, it's kind of added a little bit as we grow, like a little bit of complication because, so we literally, we said we will go anywhere. So we were going down to Southern Connecticut, up to Portland. We've did, done events in Southern Vermont, um, down, you know, and down to the Cape, all over Rhode Island, out to the Berkshires, everything, because we're selling everywhere. Um, yeah. so when we show up, we would fry them up and then it kind of drive people to stores. And especially like during COVID when we launched those meal kits, 
so we launched meal kits at the beginning of COVID and uh, we like, I called her up. It was like that dark day on the 15th, March 15th on the Sunday when everything closed. And it was like this moment of panic where no one knew what was going to happen. And I was like, I'm going to do this meal kit thing. And like, I'll pay for my own, pay for my own gas. It's probably gonna be like 35 people that sign up. And like, I'm just going to try this and just like throw couple dozen pierogies and a kielbasa and then like a few toppings in and we ended up selling like 2,000 meal kits yeah um and over the course of like six or eight weeks and we were driving oh yeah and it was a google form it was and it was a google form (laughs) and it was like a google form so literally we would like be in the kitchen all day long and then we would each go home and i would build the routes like the driving routes for all of the people who were driving and delivering and she would be invoicing people manually invoicing (laughs) because it just got out of control right like we couldn't get ahead of it so anyway but what i guess going back to the pop-up thing is that all that activity for four years built that network so it built the network of people who had tried our product had also seen us because Casey and I have always done the far distances like we've gone to like the far breweries because we like don't know how they're going to go so we don't pay someone to drive like four hours round trip plus sit there so we've been going they've seen us they saw us drop pierogies on their doorstep as they looked out their window yeah (laughs) and like it was a great network to have at that point, And it's also a great network to have for the stores. So it, the pop-ups and like, we've talked, I mean, we've definitely, we're slowing down now with the pop-ups also because like, it's so complicated and it doesn't make a lot of financial sense to do that. They're so goddamn laborious. It takes so yeah. much effort. And like QR codes and, oh, here's my phone number and text me your order. I mean, I get it, but yeah, it's like, I'd rather... I'd rather push out some wholesale. You have to like take people with you now too. So it's like, not only there's there's less people at the brewery, but you also have to take an additional person because a lot of it's table service now. Mm -hmm. So it's just, you know, whatever. But moving forward, when things kind of clear up, I think we'll be a lot more targeted with our events. Um, You know, like really make it like a tour or like make it more of a thing when we do show up someplace rather than going all over the place all the time. But it is um, interesting, like you've said too in the past, like you go to some of these events, even pre-COVID, and you make like no money, but then you quickly realize like you have four customers for life. You know, like you never freaking know who's yeah. buying and who's loyal and like, you know, they're coming and buying 12, like 12 dozen pierogi each time you're there and like you're just building that rapport and then they tell like six of their friends. So you never know, right? Like anywhere you go. So it's kind of sometimes hard, sometimes hard to justify, like, should we, or should we not? Like I go to Beard in like Connecticut. Right. And it's like, I walk in there and it's like, I'm like famous. Like there's, <laughs> but it's like, so funny. like, it's like, Oh my God, the progy lady's here. Progy's lady here. Oh, Casey, Casey. And it's like, cause I've been going there for 12, you know, a year and it's like every, every other month. So it's just like, I mean, it's kind of cool. Right. Cause you're, you, you make friends, like a lot of friends. And then like, not only are they following you on Jaju, then they're following you on your, your personal accounts and you're just like, it's, so it's really cool. Like the network, I think it's, it's so funny. Been great. <laughs> I went to drop a sample at a store in new London, Connecticut, like to kind of speak to this point. And I like walk in the door and of course it's always like, hi, I'm looking for the buyer. And they're always like, Oh God. <laughs> And uh, like, okay, well, like Katie's back there. And I like 
walk around the corner and I had my Jaju shirt on and she was like, ah! and she like freaked out. <laughs> it's Jaju because she had had the pierogi that beard. Like, so she yeah, didn't know that it was us that was coming to drop a pierogi sample. But then when I had my shirt, she was like over the moon. So that's what all these events like really just help with. Smart. And I respect the hell out of it's two of you sitting there slinging pierogies one of them's taking cash the other one's frying them up because i mean to your point like now they see the two sisters in action you guys are the figureheads for your business and nobody could say shit because they're watching you work and they're watching you sweat and they're watching you actually do the damn thing so i don't know just nothing but a million respect points because thank you yeah <laughs> i mean i tell her all the time i'm like like no one we're not gonna die no one for the day, the day we die no one is ever gonna say that you're lazy or like, no, like I always say to her, like when we're really, really busy, I'm like, let's name two people that could outwork us right now. I always like, say my mom and my uncle. Like if they were <laughs> like, that's it. like our work ethic too. And that's the thing. It's like, we're sisters and we battle and like all that, but like, holy shit. I'm so grateful for her. Like that's the first time she's ever said that. We have it on, no, we have it on recording. So you can listen back anytime. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's super special that you guys are, are five years apart doing this thing together. Like I have a brother that's five years younger than me. And it's, it's a little bit of a dream to run a business with him sometime. And uh, I'm sure the, the family squabbles must pop up and, but you guys are now well-versed in understanding how to fight and break apart and cool off. And yeah. Come back. We know each other really well. Like I think both of us can sense the others change in mood, like a change in temperature. And so, and like know how to manage each other really well. Where like previous to the business, we really didn't spend much time together, to be honest. Like we could work. So we are the only grandchildren uh, and we have no first cousins and we just have each other. That's it. There's no other sibling. Um, so we didn't really have a choice. I'm just you kidding. Were, you were stuck. You had to like, <laughs> you have to hang out. Like yeah, exactly. So, um, and like, it's funny. I, it took, I think it's just finally this year that our family likes taking it seriously. Yeah. Well, my biggest like yes moment was my uncle finally took our progi in to the store. So they still make theirs. But when COVID hit, they got really, really busy doing other shit. And so I, I just kept like poking the bear, poking the bear. And then one day he's like, forget it. Yes. Like send 12 pieces. And so now like they're regular, yeah, customers. They're regular customers and they, they push them. So they, and they have a few other pokey brands too, like just in case ours sell out, but it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> it's okay. Funny. like that was when I was like, yes, they get it. That's awesome. <laughs> it took like four years. <laughs> That's crazy that like, anybody couldn't take you seriously. You have packaged wholesale pierogies. Like you guys are doing the wholesale thing legit. Uh, I, yeah. And it's funny. Like, I mean, it becomes more and more real. I think all the time when you have, like there's people that are very removed from us that are very invested in the brand and in us and all of that. And there's, you know, some messages that come through that's like, wow, like this is real. Like, we're a brand that people like don't just care about because they know us and they like are our friend from college, <laughs> you know, or something. They really um, like the product. Yeah. They like the product. They like our brand, like whatever. And so that, that's always really special. And, um, 
but like, yeah, I think when we first went to go start the business, they, we went to the store to like play, like get our grandfather's recipes and kind of play around for the day. And like, Stignif, Stignif is, is, is the token, token employee at my family's story has been there for like probably 20, 25 He's years. He's the only one I'll let take over in the business. No, he deserves oh, it. Oh, he deserves all it. Family yeah, business, so not a yeah. business. Yeah. 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 But he, he was like, you guys are going to lose your shirts. Like there's been, you know, you know, it's like the Polish smile. So Polish. Like <laughs> the Polish smile is the frown. And they're just like, you guys are, this is not, you know. And so it definitely took a few. Yeah. And even with our mom, like it only was recent where she would be like, can I get this, this, and that? And she, she would like, you know, send her order in last minute, this and that. And I'd be like, mom, no, follow the rules. <laughs> follow the rules. It's fucking busy. Yeah, it's busy. Right. Like if you want or to like, buy go, some, go order them online. Or like <laughs> five minutes because they're on the cave. And so we sell at like a few stores. I'm like, or just try five minutes and support us that way. There's a store right there. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting. It's very interesting. But like us and then, so we have, going back to employees, we have, we always joke about this, but this is true. If we ever do sell, we have one employee who's been with us for like four, how long? I always say three, so many three, years. Three. 85 three, years. Yeah, it seems like, but like three years. And like, she is like the third sister, yeah. like honestly. So she's, so it's like funny because she will, like we had a party for Vanessa uh, around her birthday in September and she, I could hear her like telling everyone else like well Casey says when she's 38 and they sell the business like Vanessa and Vanessa and her are give, giving me like x amount and I'm like yep that's true, <laughs> that's true. keep going yeah it's true it's true and it's what's crazy is that she so what that first deli that we worked out of in Beverly uh like the employees would work around us on the Sunday, like they were open, they just weren't doing prep and we would kind of be on the table and like holding things. And in their way. And, um, and Amy, who's been with us for three years is from that deli. Oh, and wow. So, so yeah. you pilfered her. Yes, actually she was the second one we did. So Meg is another person who works, well, she now she works for us on the side because she has a full-time job, but Meg was the first one to come from the deli and worked for us for a few years while she was getting her master's and then like got a job related to her master's, which wasn't a master's in pierogi making, unfortunately, but <laughs> um, who's offering but that? He still works for us. Like she'll come in on nights when we need help with some things or like on the weekends with events. So we really believe in building like really strong relationships, like friendships, like our best friends are, I mean, we have other friends, but like our employees are among our best friends, I would say. You know, we're extremely close with them. And people are always like, employers that say that your employees are like family are toxic. And I'm like, I don't hope not. But like, yeah, I was like, no. they are like my family. They're like, you know, really like my sister, like extended sisters. Only got this one. So as long as like but, clear delineations made where, you know, it's like they yeah. have to respect their parents. Yes, exactly. That's but, how this family needs to operate. No, but I respect that. I mean, like as as a fellow small business person i i love the idea of having small businesses i don't want the uh, i've always said that i own a design company and if i ever get to a point where i need to hire an hr person that's what i'm selling because i don't want to deal with hr i don't want to deal with because that to me is when you're no longer nimble where it's now 
like a, a full-on company and you're kind of rigid and you have to follow these rules and you can't just like be flexible and have fun. And that's to me where the fun part of business is, is being nimble and trying to get through like the startup strategies. And then once you get big, it's like, all right, there's plenty of nerds that can take care of that. And I want to make yeah. something new. It's interesting because this, this girl who works for Spindrift, um, I was having a conversation with her and she reached, well, she, I saw her at an event and she was the fifth employee at Spindrift. And she was kind of like asking me essentially, like if she was, we were interested in having someone else like in the future. And she was saying the same thing. Like she's like, now we're at the point where it's like corporate and I don't ever want to be in that. Like she's like, I had a good experience. Like I liked working with this company, but I liked being scrappy and I want to be scrappy in whatever job I do. And I was like, I can relate to that. I mean, Obviously, our goal is to kind of grow and, and scale what if that means taking on investment at some point and having like a board of directors and all that. Like that's a different beast and we will cross that bridge when we get there. But I totally, totally understood what she meant by that. Yeah, I don't know. For sure. Yeah. No, I was gonna say I hate following rules. So like being scrappy is definitely like, yeah, I understand. <laughs> Yeah, we're, I mean, it's interesting. Like, I, we've got some other friends in the business. There's um, a couple pop-ups that started around the North Shore at the same time. And one of them is Goodnight Fatty. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but they sell, like, late. they're like a late-night cookie place. Um, Hell yeah. In yeah, and, and their stuff is so good. And I love, it's, I, I rely a lot on them to kind of bounce ideas, especially for, like, marketing stuff. Um because they're like geniuses with like capturing customer information and retargeting and all that. And to be honest, like we're just, we've been so involved in the business, like on the day-to-day level that I'm just starting to do those kinds of things now um, and really start to build like more of a marketing mechanism behind our business. But um, so what I was going to say was like, we've, you know, I think that there's kind of two ways to build a business. You can build your business so that people, you have other people working for you, like working, doing the work for you. And you then like remove yourself. And, and there's a benefit to that where you have more time to be more strategic, but you also lose the, a little bit of a loyalty element of the employees. Um, and we built it like on the other option, which is like, you're completely in it. Like we've been in the kitchen now for four, almost five years. Uh, you know, just every day we're alongside, we're doing the same things that our employees are doing. If we're never going to ask them to do something that we wouldn't do ourselves. And we're probably going to get even dirtier than they are to spare them. Um, and so like, that's how we built our business. And we've built like extremely loyal employees around that. But obviously the, the, the negative to that is that we don't have a lot of time besides like sitting at our breakfast bars from like whatever, five to eight in the morning and then seven to 10 at night to do the work, like the admin stuff and the strategy yeah. stuff. So that's kind of the pros and cons of it, but that's where we've been making pierogies for a long time. So <laughs> Even even like this, like you said, twenty five thousand and forty. So now, like this whole summer, we at least had like Fridays, like drop off samples or like. But it's funny, like you try like like a schedule a meeting, and like you can't really tell the person like, yeah, I can't like pitch my product at noon on Wednesday because I'm like making it. Like it's hard, right? <laughs> like I should stop, but like 
oh my God, like I got to get X, Y, and Z out the door. So it's like, that's the part where I go, okay, like now we're at the point where we got it, which we have, we got to be better about it, but I'm happy that we went the way we did initially because I don't think I would appreciate it. And I also think that our workers, like this, the way I see them work is because we work just as hard. Like she said, like, there's no way that that would be the case, I think. So I don't think we would have gotten to where we are, to be honest, if we didn't like bootstrap and be there the whole time. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't, I know if you, we, we have to wrap up soon. I don't know. Um, um, the last question I have is whose idea was it to do the sync Christmas album with all of your faces on it? <laughs> Fuck That's yeah. It. That was awesome. <laughs> I spend, I like, I always tell her, like, I just am always thinking about these random things. Like, here's a spoiler alert. This one isn't as funny as that one, but I'm definitely thinking a picture of us in the, like, in the Jaju mobile. It's red and having it photoshopped over a Santa sleigh. Hell yeah. (laughs) And I just, like, sit and think of these things all the time. I don't know what happens in my head. But, uh, yeah, so that was... That was the Vanessa um, concepts and uh, the things we make, the things we make, the things I make us do is like Amy, especially she's just like, Oh my gosh, she's making me dance again. <laughs> but, like, she does it. <laughs> but she does it. But I'm always like, okay, everybody, like at the beginning of COVID, we did the board in the house. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah board yeah, in the house yeah. TikTok thing. We did like a video oh, yeah. board of the house video. Like that's awesome. Everything. Yeah. But it's funny. Cause like, Right, like Vanessa, like I have like negative, like it's so great that like when we first started the business, like we'd like divide it. Like I will do whatever she tells me to do, but like I, I have no interest. I'm like, okay, like well, what, what bills do I have to pay? How much money? I don't want to cut this. She's the accounting. Like, I'm not even that, but I'm like, I'm not going to give you free product to get on your shelves. Like how are you? Gonna <laughs> do like I'm like always like no, 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 no. Whereas Vanessa's more like the creative, but it's funny because it's worked. Yeah, yeah. Right? Very, yeah. Very, very different in how we think, and like that has helped because I couldn't imagine like us being both on one side. Yeah, like she, no. I, I'm the I'm the yes person for sure. Like I'll say yes, and I'm a softy. So like, especially in the past, I'm like negotiating for things. Like I'm always like afraid to ask for more. Like I'm always like yes, 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 and she'll be Sorry like, my life. Yeah you've got to ask. And then, yeah, she's like numbers, I'm marketing. And then we both do like accounts and sales. So like, and, and, like that's, that. and that's another good thing too, is we both actually enjoy selling, but I didn't enjoy selling before, but I quickly realized that obviously because now I'm selling your products, that's actually good. So yeah, <laughs> it's not as hard. <laughs> so I guess the last thing is like the quick plug. Please, and that's what we're going to ask is where we people find you on the internet. Plug. Yeah. Please, please, so, please, please. Um, we are now shipping nationwide, which is super exciting because in the past we were shipping on our own and we're not getting the rate, like the better rates on shipping and materials. Um, and so we now are working with another partner that's allow us to get our rates down and ship at the same rates like nationwide. So that's cool. super- so exciting because I used to ship, I used to do all the shippings and go get dry ice in Cambridge every week. And I wanted to pull my brains out. So I'm happy that someone else is doing it. <laughs> there you go. So we're people shipping. People can order those um, on to, your website. To, to get them, people can just go to shop.jajuprogi.com for the shipping. 
in, separately, we're also in more than 200 stores from the Canadian border to Baltimore. And that, that, yeah, that list is on just our main website, which is jajuprogi.com. You can get back and forth between the shopping site and jajuprogi.com pretty easily. But um, there, there's a store locator. People can just type in their zip code and find the closest location to them. But there's those, both those options. We have some pickup events around New England as well, which that's also available on the store. They can choose pickup. Um, but really the main two ways to get our progi is shop.jajuprogi.com for shipping or jajuprogi.com store locator. Nice. Or, or just go down to Maker in Maine if you're in Worcester. Or yeah, in Worcester, there's Maker in Maine and um, Ed Hyder's. Ed Hyder's. Hyder's and also Worcester Public Market. Yeah, right? yeah Worcester Public Market. Right there so too. three places to get yeah. them. Nice. Heck yeah. Well, yeah. Vanessa, Casey, it's been amazing talking to you. Congratulations on all the success. I hope you guys can get through this December. Appreciate it. Yeah, come on. Hey, we're at Redemption Rock on December 20th. You guys are you really have a beer and grab a bag of pierogi to go. I'll be there. So that's the that's the spot. So I'll definitely be there. That's (laughs) good. Cool. Thank you. All right. Thanks all. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Welcome back. Um, (laughs) I never know how to like intro out of the middle segment of the podcast i just feel like i have to say welcome even though like technically nobody went anywhere hopefully you know what i mean Uh, well we took them on a journey with our story good point good point um yeah so so much vanessa and casey that was fantastic yeah you you ladies are great uh the pierogies are obviously fantastic it was super fun hearing about how they got started and kind of where they're focused and wholesale and all that they kill stuff. it. Like I've been to a couple of their events and every time I get there, if I don't get there real early, you're, you're missing out on something. And they bring really? some really interesting flavors sometimes. And like they sell out quick people, yeah. people buy and buy the, I would say the bucket load, but that's not true. They buy it like the little, the dishes, but they'll buy like all the flavors and grab six or eight of all the flavors. Hell yeah. I mean, I don't want to be a basic bitch, but like I'm a basic bitch and I need that Buffalo chicken one. I mean, <laughs> Buffy chickie is always good. Potato and cheddar is my, like, it's the super, super basic and I'll eat it every day. I think that's the one I have right now. Yeah. Um, it was, sorry, not to cut you off, but when we, after, okay. So this morning we, we uh, interviewed Jaju. Then Travis and I took a little bit of a break. I went to New Tradition. And as soon as I walked in, I saw Greg Hyder and we were talking about Jaju. I was like, yeah, I was just talking about you. Like, 15 minutes ago. We got to get the hider. Him and Miriam. We need to have them on ASAP. We do. We do. First yeah, of the year. We were talking about how good the pierogies are. So get yourself some pierogies. Go support some more local businesses. And yeah, be stoked on good food. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. You have as, I dr- as I drowned on seltzer. Don't, don't, don't try to breathe seltzer. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> Just with that good, good solon. <laughs> When you hit them with those stones, ow! <laughs> Gotta slap them with those pokes. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Stokes and pokes. All right. Stoking and poking time. Uh, so I'm going to start with a poke. And um, I've, been, I've been trying to figure out how to, like, position this. Ricky already knows what's coming. But so we, we've complained a lot about how the small businesses are, are being affected by the pandemic, especially the service industries, 
like our restaurant friends and how a lot of our restaurant friends are out of work and the government. I totally is- forgot what you're about to say. Just a heads up. Like you said that we talked about, I'm like, I don't know. I know. Cause technically, like you said, that was hours ago and we've had a lot of things happen between then and now. I'm so excited to see what this is. I honestly can't remember. So the government hasn't been sending out money and awesome story. I know what it is. <laughs> awesome story came out over the weekend of how we can rely on somebody that we've all ripped on. He's kind of like the uh, nickelback of the food world, but the mayor of Flavortown, Guy Fieri, fucking stepped up, man. And he has raised, him and his organization has raised $21.5 million that they are sending out. a little bit of money. They raised that shit in seven weeks and they are sending $500 grants to 43,000 workers that have been impacted by COVID and like... That's incredible, man. And again, $500 does not get very far, but that's more than the government's done in the past seven weeks. And it's still, that's one person helping out 43,000. That's so sick. Say what you want about the man. He's a fucking business mogul. He understands shit that we will never. And his food isn't really that bad. So the best thing about him doing this is you probably at the very moment could pop on Facebook and see, I don't know, a handful of people who have like maybe washed a dish in a restaurant or even some chefs who are going to complain about literally everything, no matter what. Uh, and then you've got a guy like Guy Fieri who is going out of his way to help people. So yeah, shout out Guy Fieri, you know? So thank you, Mayor of Flavortown. Thanks for looking out for the small time worker. I mean, he understands just as much as any other restaurant owner that if you don't take care of your workers, your restaurant's useless. It's true. And he has like 40 or something that he owns. It's Does he really? 70 or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's Dude, crazy. The band, I went on a whole deep dive. Like, yeah, it's, it's fun to shit on him because it's fun to shit on like, you, you just gang on people and it's like easy to go. But then you start it's reading easy about to- Fuck up somebody who has that much success. And that's exactly like, it. You You're just Guy punching way shit. up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. He wipes his ass with better clothes than anything that I... Anyway, that was kind of weird. <laughs> I am stoked. Uh, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I love me some YouTube. And uh, random stuff come across my YouTube suggestion all the time. And I didn't know it, but our homies in Four Years Strong released a new video last week. For their song oh, really? brain pain oh my god so they did it super quietly cool. those motherfuckers hit me right in the feels because it literally starts with the same mentality as covid impacts so many of us all we want to do is play live music again and it's this incredible video about the four of them in their daily lives so it shows alan on the farm it shows joe at the coffee shop um it's it's really really cool and then they all That's just awesome. like like they get the urge and they all pile back. It's totally upstairs at uh, new tradition, but they all just like come running. It's, it's, it's so freaking cool. It's so, That's so cool. awesome. Yeah. Like Jake comes running through a field. He's, he's sitting there working on a house and he just starts running through a field. It's just, it's hilarious. And it's totally them. And the song rips it's from that album um, that they're really needing the chance to tour on, but it was just good. And, uh, I love seeing those dudes and now we're getting a holiday season and I know that they're going to be doing something cool soon too. So that's all. I think they just announced that. that. Did they? Yeah. I don't know. A couple days ago, last, maybe last week. So I thought I saw it somewhere on something. So yeah, let's get (laughs) pumped for that because they're doing something. It's going to be online of course, but hell yeah. 
you, you, what you. I got. What do you got for the people? Cool. What's up, guys? Um, okay, so my poke is <clears throat> holiday shopping. I've never been good at gift giving ever. Um, I don't know why it stresses me out, but not in the way where I'm like, I'm going to get all this stuff. Just in the way where I'm like, how do you, how do you get like cool stuff for people? Like, I don't know how I can't do that. I don't know what it is about me. I just, it's not a skill I possess. Um, <laughs> I like get you anything you want, but like coming, you want I got the list. something. Exactly. Yeah. I got to something that just came in yesterday or the day before, or maybe the day before. That's like pretty funny, but it's like a small thing. It's like, yeah, it was a little like funny thing. But yeah, so my poke is me sucking at everything in life, especially gift giving. I keep a note on my phone all year round. Like literally people will tell you what they want. Like people in your immediate circle, they'll tell you just in conversation, like, oh man, I really could use a blah, blah, blah. I jot it down. Like my mom, I shouldn't say it on here. My mom asked for something specific. So I put it in my phone and now I just have to make it. Um huh. My buddy Ian over at Technocopia, he has the the mentality that I want to do is he picks a new project every year. He's a woodworker and he happens to be very good at it. So it, it works to his skill set. But he picks one project every year and then makes a shit ton of them. And then that's his gift to people. He just gives them the thing. So everybody cool. gets the paper towel holder or whatever the hell he's making that year. I'm like, that's the way to do it. That's rad. I wish I had any skills. I have no skills. You could make like, Instagram oh, posts for people. Hey, yeah, Grandma, I, I gifted you an Instagram post. Yeah. Hey, Nana, is your, is your gift. This is me opening seltzers Spray on the her. internet. <laughs> I got like a weird accent all of a sudden too. Like, hey, yo, Nana, is your, is your fucking seltzer gift, kid? There you go. That's awesome. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah. Uh and then my stoke is Spotify wrapped is a thing that I look forward to every single year. I love seeing. Okay. I love seeing what I've been listening to, but it actually never really changes for me. I Facebook reap like, uh, you know how, like when you pop on Facebook, it shows you what you posted like this day, three years ago, whatever. So Spotify wrapped dropped on I don't know what day that was, like maybe Wednesday or something. Middle of the um, week, yeah. Yeah. And I was pumped, but it was exactly what I thought. Like my top five were the Menzingers, obviously, Run the Jewels, Taylor Swift, the Get Up Kids, and Jay-Z. And I was like, yeah, no, that pretty much nails it. That's all I fucking listen to on rotation is just, it really is those five bands, like five artists. That's all I really listen to. And then my top five songs where like there was like two Menzinger songs in there. There was two Run the Jewels songs. And then there was um, a Tribe Called Quest song. Nice. And I was like, yeah, that kind of makes sense too. And then my Spotify wrapped from 2017 was like, or yeah, was reposted on Facebook. And I was like, oh shit. And it was like the same artist. It was like the Menzingers were number one. Uh, I'm trying to remember. It was the Menzingers, Bad Rabbits, Run the Jewels the get up kids and i think anderson pock like only like two of them were different and i was like yeah that makes sense um but yeah so it's kind of weird to have to see that like i guess not weird it's not surprising at all my music taste never fucking changes but i really like the fact that spotify does this i'm surprised that more things don't do it like netflix like imagine seeing like what you watched all year on netflix it would be like 
I mean, mine would be a lot of shows because I got into watching like TV shows that everybody else has watched. So shout out Naomi for like turning me on to TV. Um, but it's such a cool thing. Sure. And then, and they, they, they break it down. They want you to share it. Every single aspect of oh, hell yeah, the share now button. And like people lose their minds to share. And then you get to see like what your friends are listening to, which not surprising. Most of my friends also had the Menzingers and the Jewels or one of the two in their top five. Um, everybody listened to a fuck ton of ooh la la apparently. Cause like every other person I saw had that as one of their top five stream songs. And yeah, I don't know. It's just like such a cool thing. You, all of these people over the course of like two days start rolling out what they've been listening to. It's fun to see what, what other people have, have going on. Yeah. I, I really dig it. I mean, I don't listen to Pandora all the time. I hate Pandora. Pandora. I don't listen to Spotify all the time, which is like oh, slightly skews. It's slightly skew. I mean, I listen to the album, the music I own, and like my buddy Eric that came on the show, he wrote up, "I don't have a uh, top artist because I listen to only music I own." And I'm like, yeah. "That's fair." Like my That's buddy smart. Matt listens to vinyls. I wish there was a way to like, you know, track what vinyls I was. But then you have a phone listening to you all year, and we already don't want that. So. Yeah. Well, it that. was funny. Somebody posted a thing that was like, oh man, you guys get super pumped about the Spotify wrapped where like, they're literally just stealing your data yet. Everybody's like terrified of TikTok. I'm like just understand that they know everything about you. It doesn't matter. Yeah. you already own a phone that connects to the internet and it sits next to your crotch. They know everything yeah, about you. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's it. Oh, I'm also stoked on, which I haven't even listened to yet, but the Menzingers released a live record um, from Boot and Saddle. It's like a little club in, I think it's in Philly that closed or is possibly closing or something. But they released that on Bandcamp on Friday. And then like, all the proceeds go there. And so Bandcamp I bought that Friday. Yeah, people. Pretty dope. Is it good? I, I, oh, you haven't listened I, to it I, yet. I'm, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's fucking great. But I haven't, I like bought it while I was at work, but I already had like a playlist thing going through Spotify. You can't mess that up. No. So I just like let it ride and I kind of forgot about it until just now. So maybe I'll listen to that tonight. We'll see. I don't know. Too many things. Too many things. Too many dicks on the dance floor. Okay. Too many dicks on the dance floor. Too many dicks. Too many dicks on the dance floor. Too many dicks. So we need you to help us celebrate our hundredth episode by sending us videos of you. You can just be like, Hey, congrats on a hundred episodes, or you don't even have to say anything about seltzer time. You can just film a video of your dog. We don't care. Uh, We just need you to send them, send them to seltzer time official at gmail.com. Or if you have Ricky, my number, just text us, text us your videos. We need them for the hundredth episode, which is in three weeks. Oh shit! Something like that. It's kind of wild that we've done this. Ninety. This is what ninety-seven. Yeah. Yeah. This is nineteen ninety-seven. We've done this that many times. Cool. I I had no. I had to stop myself because I had ODB. What is this? Ninety-seven. All right. And then I'm like, nope, nope, not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. That's terrible. Whenever I think of the year nineteen ninety-seven, all I ever think of is Hanson. And I don't actually, I'm not even sure if that came out in 1997, but that's the thing I think of. Oh, you know what? I'm also stoked about how, how bizarre has become a TikTok trend. How bizarre. I'm really, really into that. Someone sent it to me, then you sent it to me, then Madeline sent it to me. And I was like, 
This is what I'm here for. People know how bizarre started. I'm a, of me. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the the new TikTok trend. Some some kid, he's a black kid, and only need to know this for the story. He goes, "Y'all heard of Elf on a Shelf? Well, I'm starting a new trend." And he start he walks over with Tigger from Winnie the Pooh on his shoulders, and he just stands in the mirror and he smiles and he goes, "I ain't gonna say it." And it was it was real real funny. And like other people have taken that and ran with it. It's just, it's clever. 1997. No. That's when it came out. Good year. So I guess it was, yeah, all right. Fucking, you know, I don't have any talents at all. But I can tell you the fucking year that Hanson's Bob came out for off the top of my head. Granted, I did have to double check it, but I was right. You just, you just confirmed. You just made sure. I'm here for you now. All right, people, you've done it. You've wasted another hour of your time listening to us Babylon, and we are forever grateful. Find us on the interwebs at seltzertime.com. Find me at Hunchback Travis. Uh, you guys can find me at Seltzer Time Official and DickChuck77, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, LinkedIn YouTube, fucking MySpace. I wish that was still a thing. Alignable. LimeWire. Napster. <laughs> yeah, we're going to put this up as the Joe Rogan podcast and trick people into listening to it. <laughs> right. I wonder what my my LimeWire wrapped would have been. Like instead of my Spotify wrapped, if it was like, your LimeWire, it would have been like, oh my God, all this fucking kid does is download Blink-182 songs. And I'd be like, yeah, duh. My, my Napster wrapped would be the SNL recordings of um, Celebrity Jeopardy. Or like Dane Cook. Oh, Dane Cook. <laughs> Which, by the way, we need to recognize that Dane Cook, we all have Dane Cook to thank for starting the Karen thing because he started that long before anybody else. Okay. There's a podcast that I really listen to called Brunch, and they did some live stream things on Twitch, like back at the like like mid-pandemic, um, which I guess would just be mid the second pandemic, the third pandemic, the, how, many, how many COVIDs, phase, phase JTs. Two. Anyway, um, yeah. And they did, uh, they called it What's Cooking? And they just listened to Dane Cook's live records, like CDs, and then like talked about it and made fun of them. I should, I didn't even get to watch them. I forget what I was doing. Probably nothing, but yeah. So shout out Brunch. Shout out Dane Cook. Okay, bye guys. I have to eat lunch, speaking of cooking. I just, I made a salad and then you text me back, but you sent me a link and I was like, so I fridged that shit. You said any time. I know. I know. I wasn't thinking. I like sent it and then I started making a salad. Also, like, it's so weird that I made a salad, but whatever. Proud of you. Everybody on the show is proud of you. I feel like it might extend my life like a week and a half if I have a salad twice a week because the rest of my diet is 14-year-old who is left alone for the weekend with 100 bucks. I, can't, I got no judgments here. I went out for a McRib at 11 o'clock last night. Oof, the move. <laughs> and I had to go to two McDonald's because the first one was shut down. Wait, really? Did you go to Shrewsbury Street? No, I went to the one on Southwest Cutoff. And then that one was like their ordering system was down. <laughs> so I went to Main Damn. Street. I was on There's a McDonald's on Main Street? Yeah, like in Main South area. Oh, I know where it is. Is it like on a little hill? It's like kind of. No, I may be making that up. I know where it is. It's it across from like a liquor store. A little tiny liquor store. It's not the McDonald's I normally go to, but last when night. we had a band, when I had a band, um, 
we had a practice space like that way. And then I remember driving by the McDonald's cause we used to stop and get 30 racks of high life at the liquor store across the street. My brother got his phone stolen out of his car there. I thought you were going to say 30 rack of chicken McNuggets. And then I was going to ask to be in your band. No, we never got McDonald's. We always got, um, what's the pizza? What's like the really gross pizza chain where it's like five bucks. Oh, little, little Caesars. Dude. Little Caesars. We used $5 to get hot and ready's. They're so fucking gross. But yeah, our practice space was full of empty high life cans and boxes of that disgusting cardboard pizza. I hate, I was such a gross person. <laughs> I don't think I'm still so. somehow in better shape than I'm in right now. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, while we wait our little Caesar sponsorship money to come in, uh, we will uh, get y'all next week. Bye, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Good episode. That's so funny.